Nothing But Net NBA podcast, featuring Jamie, Mike, and Steve. back here live with another episode on the nothing but net podcast i'm your host s dot we are unfortunately rolling with a two-man crew this evening as one of our hosts michael uh one Bouye, is out due to an illness um so hopefully we get mike better soon hopefully he'll be back with us next week um but with that being said uh we are here with uh me and jamie this evening we are one week into the nba season i've watched so much basketball and i cannot wait to talk to you guys about it jamie what's going on my guy how we doing brother uh basketball is back baby it's uh the best times of the year is right about now um just when basketball gets rolling around um, a lot of nfl going on um but we're all about the NBA, and it is here, and it hasn't disappointed yet. Absolutely not. We've had some crazy performances. Levine puts up the first 50-point performance. Luka Doncic hits three threes in a row, all crazy threes, including the last one, the kind of side hook bank from three. Um, and then we obviously just have had so many different kinds of things. Jokic is triple-double in the opening night. So many different kinds of performances. As we are going to talk about what's happened in the week that we uh, are have not been here with you guys to catch you guys up on, we are also starting a new era in the NBA starting this Friday night. We have our first session of the in-season tournament games. I uh, We'll kind of get into that stuff here in a little bit, um, but that's a super exciting new era of basketball. And Jamie, if you have anything you just want to kind of throw in there real quick uh, before we get into everything you can, and if you don't, don't feel bad. No, ready to go. All right. Let's start at the top. We're going to be a little selfish. Uh, we were going to do this with all three of our teams. We don't have Mike, so we won't do this <laughs> with the Bulls. We're going to be a little selfish here because I think our two teams, there's definitely stuff to talk about in certain senses. Um, we're going to start here with your Los Angeles Lakers and kind of your thoughts and uh, what you saw so far here early in the season with the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, I mean, it's not the uh, the ideal start to be one and two to start the season, but um you know, your first three games are against playoff teams from last year and not only playoff teams, but, um, you know, finals contenders, um, for last year and this year, um, kind of, um, so, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a tough start. Um, but I, I'm not totally, uh, I'm not ready to like jump off the wagon or anything like that. Um, I love the depth of this team. They just need to find the right guys that fit with each other and mesh well. Um, find out who feeds off of each other, you know, who's going to play late game situations. Uh, because as of right now, whenever LeBron, especially LeBron, isn't on the court, um, they're terrible. And um, AD as well. They're not quite as bad without AD out there. But when LeBron's not on the floor, um, it's they're, it's abysmal. And he's in his 21st year. So they definitely they need that depth to um, come alive a little bit. Um, guys like Austin Reeves, who honestly has been a liability in the last, um, you know, two, three games due to his defensive shortcomings. Um, they just, they go after him game after game. And last year um, we were kind of able to hide that with his offensive numbers game after game. And he just hasn't performed 
to the level um, that I think he's capable of. And um, obviously that Mike thinks he's capable of, of his preseason pick for uh, most improved. Um, but I mean, besides that, uh, it's like I said, tough three games to start the season. Um, they come away with a short, short hand against the short handed, um, Suns team. Luckily they uh, were able to pull out a win and LeBron went, went beast mode at the end there. Um, but yeah, all in all, um, it's a, it's an okay start for me. Um, like I said, they just got to get the right guys, um, together to see who fits well. Cause they, it is a. A lot of new pieces. Yeah, and you know, I think Torian Prince has done a very nice job coming into his role, uh, being the three and D guy that they're kind of been looking for. A guy that I've kind of been impressed with here early on, and I understand the defensive concerns, but I think there's just got to be more Christian Wood minutes. Uh, he's only played an average of 17 minutes in his first three games, and I think that's been fine. But I actually think he's been good in those minutes. I think he provides the the perimeter shooting that they need to go along with AD and LeBron. Um, and it's just another big body. I know the defense stuff, defensive stuff isn't great, but I do think that, uh, you know, you're going to be able to still find him defensively. And then also Rui Hachimura, um, had a very nice fourth quarter, which brought the Lakers back into the game last night, um, but doesn't get any look in overtime. And I think the Lakers are really struggling with those three guys, um, and how to play them maybe together or how to play them. Uh, so where all of these guys are kind of getting minutes. And right now, the lead man in that room is Torian Prince. He's playing almost 30 minutes a night in their first three games. Um, I, yeah, has he been good? Yeah, I do. I do think he's been good. And I do think he really helps them defensively. Uh, but, I mean, it's just, to me, it just comes down to finding the right balance with those three guys. Uh, and I think that that may need to turn kind of more of into like Christian Wood and Rui, more so than Torian Prince as things develop here. Um, but for what Torian Prince has done so far, I do think uh, he's deserved to stay in that role for the time being, as well as, uh, you know, the, the other concern with me with this roster right now is uh, D'Angelo Russell's been playing a lot of minutes, and I, I just don't know. Like, I just I don't think he is the best fit for them right now. I don't think he's played well. Like, I just, I'm back to being off with D'Lo. He kind of gives you these times where, like, you it's an off and on thing, but... uh I, I just right now with D'Lo, it just doesn't feel right. But I guess when Austin Reeves hasn't necessarily played well, Gabe Vincent hasn't necessarily played well, uh, it's kind of hard to kind of take him off the court as well. Yeah, I, I completely agree with everything you said. Um, D'Angelo Russell's minutes are way too high for the um, amount of um, amount of um, stuff you get from him right now. Uh, I thought Austin Reeves would step more into that um that role as kind of like a point guard off guard to lebron um but the issue is and hachimura needs more minutes as well he's averaging less than 15 minutes but the issue with me is the issue that i brought up before the season and that's point guard they they're going to be struggling at point guard all year until i don't know something's got to happen there because uh d'angelo russell can't be averaging close to 30 minutes a game um and have the ball in his hands as much as he, he does with the amount of talent that they have on the floor. Absolutely. It'll be interesting. I think the Lakers will be fine. Um, I mean, the concern has been the concern since day one that LeBron's been in L.A. It's the minutes when he's not playing. Uh, i just been dreadful yet again, and I understand like that's the importance of LeBron and yada, yada, yada. But you would think that it would get better at some point, and the fact that it's still not um, is obviously concerning to what the Lakers have building so far. Let's roll into the Cavs real quick. It was a one and two week for a team that I think everyone 
definitely has them locked in almost as a 50 win team, uh, a top three or four seed in the Eastern Conference. And it's been a slow start. I mean, it's been with the absence of Darius Garland for two out of the three games. Um, Jared Allen hasn't played yet. And also Donovan Mitchell now has missed a game for the Cleveland Cavaliers. And Listen, Indiana, the offense, we can go into it. We are going to talk about them at some point. Their offense is incredible. When you don't have three of your starters, get it. Um, the Oklahoma City game really was a tough one for me because, you know, J.B. Bickerstaff yet again in a big game against another great competitive team that's kind of on the same timeline in some similar situations. Uh, get beat you because you get out coached. It was just simply an out coaching. The Cavs were down by, or the Cavs were up by three points with just over a minute. He calls timeout to draw something up. It's an Evan Mobley, uh, it's an Evan Mobley mid post on a cut to uh, Max Struess of all people, not Donovan Mitchell cutting or not getting Karras going downhill. We go to Max Struess going downhill. Okay, that's fine. They come down, they hit a three. Out of it, they call timeout with about 40 seconds. Then out of a timeout, it becomes just a um, Donovan Mitchell isolation and just another thing man like it's just for those for those to be the calls out of timeouts it's just got to be better the Cavs get no points out of the timeouts the Thunder come back take the lead um by three Donovan Mitchell hits a three and then when the Cavs need to get uh their one of the timeouts to get the ball advanced they don't have it because they were used earlier don't get a look to tie uh so right now I think the concern with the Cavs is just going to be JB and I don't know that this Cavs team will reach their 100% potential until JB is out of town. And I, I've kind of always been against JB, but I think this week has just really opened my eyes to like, this thing needs to start rolling. Like Evan Mobley needs to be better. Like Evan Mobley just doesn't necessarily look like he's taking a step on the offensive end. Are the numbers better? Uh, maybe. I mean, he's averaging 19 points a game, but if you watch him, he's not hasn't taken the step. And I think that's where the concern is. But it, overall, it's hard to tell what the Cavs really are until we see everything together. Because obviously, when you add two starters back into the lineup, your depth looks a lot better. Uh, I, I mean, absolutely. If you're not going to have your, your full roster um, at your disposal playing, uh, you're not going to know. Um, you know, how good they could really be. Um, without Darius Garland, I, I hold him in high regards. I think he has to be that, that number two, um, on that team. Yes. Evan Mobley is, um, a budding, um, star in this league, but he is, um, you don't necessarily want to go to him right now and expect to get 25 a game. Um, he'll get his points off, you know, um, off, off script plays and, offensive boards but really you need dg and donovan mitchell to be there to um take control of of the game um i'm loving what i see from Struess so far uh he's not shooting um the ball great but he i mean first game of the season he shot lights out and that's gonna help a lot i think he's leading leading the team in minutes at the moment uh could be wrong but um but yeah overall i, I we're not gonna know until until the boys get healthy Absolutely. So let's roll into one take, Jamie, that you made in the preseason that you kind of wish you could have back. This one's easy for me uh, already. I think it was, uh, it's been a week and I'm already regretting it. Um, picking Giannis to be the MVP over Luca. Um, I didn't really put into play how good Luca has to be for them to win every single night. I don't know if he can sustain um this level of winning um with this squad that they have but in, if they do win Luke is going to have those type of numbers every night because 
they have to. Uh, the Bucks don't necessarily need Giannis to, you know, go for 35, 10, and 5 every night. Um, now that they have Dame and Chris Middleton, um, although they lost the other night, I mean, when you're when the whole team's shooting terrible, you're going to lose games. Um, so I don't think that's that's that big of a deal. But um, Giannis just has a much better team overall. And, um, you know, I wish I would have picked Luka because, I mean, every night Luka's got to go off. Um, and he is very capable of that. That's why um, that's my regret thus far. Luka has been absolutely incredible. I mean, it's it's Luka Doncic. Like, we know what Luka is. We know how good Luka is. We can go on and on and on. Um, he's been incredible. And, I, you know, those those shots there down in the stretch of that Brooklyn Nets game, all three of them, I mean, just tough shots. And the last one, obviously, being the one that we're going to talk about, the one that is always going to get the attention. It's the game-winning shot. Um, and obviously the degree of difficulty for Luca just makes anything look easy. And that's, yeah, I listen, the honest stuff. The reason why I'm interested is just to see what the honest thing is. His scoring is down to only four or 24 points a game. Now, listen, we're three games in a lot of things are going to change, but as of right now, he's only averaging 24 and a half. That's part of Dame coming in. Um, and obviously eating up a lot of those shots. And I think what we saw in the, their first game against Philly, um, you know, we were kind of wondering how much is Dame going to take over down the stretch of games? Well, in the very first game, in a close game, it was all Damian Lillard who put up 14 points in the fourth quarter. Now, we know the struggles that he had last night against the Atlanta Hawks, 0 for, 0 for 8 from 3, I think it was. And just, it was a bad night. He, he had six points. Um, it's just how it goes uh, for Damian, or just how it goes sometimes. You have bad nights. But it'll be interesting to see if the trend for uh, the Milwaukee Bucks is a real thing or not. Speaking of the Milwaukee Bucks, the team that beat them last night is going to be my regret. I was a little too high on the Hawks. I kind of felt like this was going to be the year that Trey uh, was finally going to go back to working off the ball. I felt like this was the year that Quint or that Quint Snyder was just going to be able to get these guys uh, to buy in and win 46, 47, 48 games just to be one of those for sure playoff teams. And I'm just out. Like I get last night was awesome against the Milwaukee Bucks, um, but it's just been one of those weeks where you can just tell that the Trey Youngs, Trey Youngs, just Trey Young, and uh, what, whatever that, however you want to take that or whatever you want that to be is what it is. I mean, to me, he's just not a my kind of guy. It's a very uh, not, I don't know. He, but just when he doesn't move off the ball, there's just a ton of concern and he's not doing it. He's only averaging 20.3 points per game right now, not shooting it very well, which has kind of been a trend for Trey young here as the last, as of the last couple of years. I, uh, I mean, I, the field goal percentage, 26.5% from the field. It, it's just what it is with the Trey young. That's who he is. And I don't know that he's necessarily going to be able to change his game. I do like the young talent that they have, but ultimately this team revolves around Trey Young. And if Trey Young doesn't find that gear um, to pick up his game, I think the Atlanta Hawks are going to be in quite some trouble here. I think this is just who Trey is, honestly. I don't think he'll ever shoot higher than you know, 30 35% um, from three. Uh, I don't think he'll ever shoot um, higher than than 35 40% um, field goal percentage in general um i just think you know we we bring it we bring the term empty calories with him up a lot but we bring it up a lot because it's 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 a fact um 
when he doesn't have the ball, he's just standing there waiting for the ball. Um, there's no movement once he gets rid of it. It's um, it's pretty much just a tray show every single night, and he doesn't have he doesn't have the skill level and the size of Luca and these ball dominant guys that um, that can get you that can get you wins, and um, you're just seeing that. Yeah, and Jamie, if I just ask you off the top of your head, where uh, what um, where is Deontay Murray ranked in scoring amongst his team? Oh boy. I feel like because you're asking me, he's probably like fourth. Yeah, that's where he is. He's behind Jalen Johnson, DeAndre Hunter, and obviously Trey Young. Just not enough from Deontay no. Murray, a guy who they just gave a bunch of money to, a guy that they gave up a lot of assets to go get. The Deontay Murray thing is yes, he is more of a defensive guy, but he should still be averaging, especially in today's NBA, at least 18, 19, probably 20 points for everything that they've um kind of gave up for him and the whole Trey Young Deontay Murray thing just hasn't fit uh they just paid Deontay Murray and I think we kind of heard a little bit of chatter last year is Trey Young going to get traded um I tell you what if the Hawks don't figure it out soon I think that only gets louder and louder as we roll into the trade deadline and maybe the trade deadline uh big trade this year is for Trey Young it'll be very interesting to see how the Hawks respond after this first week hey listen very bad first two games responded very nicely the other night against the or last night against the Bucks but boy the the Hornets game didn't look good and the Knicks game didn't look good and uh we're gonna see we're about to see who this team is very very soon all right now let's roll into our injury report led by Dr. J the first edition so uh so bear with me a little bit we're gonna start with Bradley Beal um Phoenix Guns Phoenix Suns guard uh, remains out with a back injury. There's no real timetable um, for his return. Um, uh, the Sixers guard, James Harden, obviously is um, a lot in the news right now. Um, he has started, quote, competition conditioning, unquote, at practice. Um, so <laughs> that's a mess in itself. Uh, Anthony Simons, um, he tore a ligament in his right thumb Wednesday against the Clippers. He'll be out four to six weeks. Uh, Robert Williams will not play tonight, um, due to rest, even though it's this early in the season. I don't know what's going on with him. Um, Cam Johnson of the Brooklyn Nets, uh, suffered a calf injury and will be reevaluated in 10 days. And, um, as well as, uh, Pistons. Boyan Bogdanovich, he'll be re-evaluated in a couple weeks with a calf injury. Um, Yeah, that's about it for the injuries this far. Good job, Jamie. That was a good... Appreciate you. (laughs) No, I was just uh, muted. I was trying to set something up. But no, that was good. We appreciate you. Um, Yeah, the injuries. Nothing too crazy yet. Now, let's hope that continues to be the trend. But uh, obviously, it's part of the game and uh, injuries have happened. And, you know, right now it hasn't been devastating yet, but we will see what that means uh, again. Oh, Devin Booker. Uh, sorry to cut you off. As well as Deer and Fox last night, I forgot about him, um, suffered a sprained ankle and he'll be out. Um, it looks like a few weeks. Um, he's, uh, it was a decently sprained ankle, so he'll be reevaluated in a couple weeks. Yeah, it's uh that that was the big one. Um I forgot about that as well. Darren Fox going out. Uh it will be interesting to see what happens with the Kings. I have a work 
have a, I have a, a bet at work with uh, someone about the Kings saying that they're going to be a play-in. So the Aaron Fox news is unfortunate for my guy. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. Um, let's roll into Swisher Dish, Jamie. First, first Swisher Dish of the season. The new in-season courts got revealed today. And boy, oh boy, I don't even know where to start with them. They're very colorful. They're very bright. <laughs> and there's some of them that I don't even know how this is going to look when we're watching it on TV. So I will start with this, Jamie Swisher Dish. You approve of the new court designs for the brand new in-season tournament. I, I swish it, man. I'm I'm all for it. Um, you know, it kinda it's kinda like a two K feel. Um with all the all the courts they have on 2K, the colors and the designs, uh, I'm for it. You know, it's they're still trying to figure a lot of things out. I think it's new, it's different, and uh, yeah, I'll switch that for sure. I think I'm gonna dish this, Jamie. I am all not right. sure what this is gonna look like. I was kind of thinking about when I'm watching sports, like who kind of has this now? The Boise State Blue Turf, I think, is very interesting. I I used to like watching the Boise State Blue Turf. Um, the Coastal Carolina, like I think it's like that green turf. I don't. It's not green. I forget the teal turf. Yeah. Um, yeah. I it, yeah. So those things look really cool. I think it's going to be very interesting to see how these look on an NBA floor. I know, like I've heard some people talking about like the Oregon court and how different that is. Um, but these are like different. Like the New Orleans Pelicans court is purple with green, just <laughs> green running down and purple. Like, I'm just not sure how I feel about it. I think like there's like two or three like cool ones to me and then the rest man the lakers just bright yellow the floor is just bright yellow and it's just like oh boy i think it's going to be very interesting you know i don't know that this is going to bring in a ton of people but at the end of the day it's already got people talking about the in-season tournament and b they the nba really wants to make sure that this in-season tournament is a thing of its own so they're starting with the new courts um it's going to be an interesting development but uh i can't wait to see what this thing looks like starting on friday and we'll continue to keep getting into that with that being said jamie are the or swisher dish the nuggets will win the in-season tournament i'm dishing this um i stated in our uh the first pod we talked about with this in-season tournament who i thought was going to win and it was not the nuggets so i'm going to dish it yeah, I, I think I'm going to switch it. The, uh, I think I am going to switch this. The Nuggets, I kind of thought they would start slow, but I think this thing is just a machine. Jamal <laughs> they Murray. Look good. Yeah, the Nuggets right now. Oh, boy. Uh, I mean, Nikola Jokic, 70 foot, just one-handed. The ref inbounds the ball, <laughs> whips that thing down the court, and just a wide-open dunk for Aaron Gordon. Alley-oop. Um, if you haven't saw the play, please go see it. If you haven't saw it, I – wow. It was one of the craziest passes I've ever seen, especially out of a seven-footer. Um, Nikola Jokic just continues this Terry's on. I think he had 22-8 and eight in the first half last night and didn't really need to do much more in the second half as that game was kind of already out of reach. Triple-double opening night. It really feels like the Denver Nuggets are here. And I, I don't think that, like, I think there were some that maybe thought that this was a one-hit wonder. Uh, they, I thought they would kind of start slow, and yet they've looked like the best team in the NBA already. And I think it's very clear that this is they're going to be the be team that's playing the best ball going into this. Um, their roster hasn't necessarily changed a lot, and this Nuggets team is just this Nuggets team. And still, we're another year into the NBA, three games in. No one has e even a clue on what to do with Anthony Davis. 
Swisher Dish, Jamie. Chet should be the favorite for rookie of the year after the after an impressive week, which a lot of people are saying was a lot better than Victor Wembayamas. Yeah, I'm going to switch this. Um, my choice for rookie of the year, um, but not just that. Uh, the numbers the numbers support it. He statistically had a um, a much better week than than any other rookie um, that is available. Uh, so I, I'm going to switch it. I think Chet. Chet is off to a hot start. Chet had the uh, seven-block game in Cleveland. It was absolutely dominant and phenomenal. I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna dish this. I do think Chet has looked better in the earlier week. I think his odds are definitely should be a little closer to Victor's. I just think that the difference for Victor and the difference for Chet is Chet is kind of already into this well-established system where it feels like his game is just going to fit to where the Spurs are kind of developing their system to be well-established with Victor Wembanyama as the lead. So it makes sense that Chet is out to a little bit of a better start, uh, kind of looks a lot cleaner on offense right now, and the game doesn't necessarily look as conky. I think a huge part of that is SGA, Jalen Williams, Josh Giddy. Like he has a nice core around him. And with the Spurs, I just think it's going to take a little longer because it's they're trying to establish that and they want Victor to be the guy. They're trying to figure out how to use this guy that we've never really seen before. He's 7'5", can do everything on the court. Um, so it hasn't looked great, but he did have some big moments the other night in that Houston Rockets game in his second home game of the year. Absolutely. Um, Swisher dish, Jamie, the Grizzlies are a play in team that does not may end up making the playoffs after hmm. an old Owen three start. Um, this was tough. Cause I, I really do think they're going to struggle until jaw gets back. Um, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to dish it though. Um, no, you know what? Screw it. Uh, I'm swishing it. Um, Adams is out for the year. That hurts their rebounding tremendously. They do not. They don't have a guy that you can go to to score right now, other than Bain just uh, chucking up threes. Um, and he is a very good shooter, very good player. But they don't have that one guy that you could just go to um, and say get a bucket until Jaw gets back. And by that time, um, you know they could start you know, five and whatever. What is it? First twenty four games. Twenty five. 25 games yeah so they could start 10 and 15 or something or even even worse than that um yeah i'll I'll switch this i don't think they're i don't think they're gonna end up making the playoffs this year yeah i'm uh i'm with you jamie this is a swish a swish for me as well um i am you know i do know what this grizzlies team looks like when they have um john morant and i think we will be reminded of that uh, I do really just worry about the hole that this team's going to be in. I mean, we're going to be talking about Christmas jaw coming back. What is the record? What is the situation for the Memphis Grizzlies when he does come back? Um, you know, if this team is nine and 16, 10 and 15, I think you have to really be concerned about where this thing is really headed. How much can jaw Morant come in and turn this thing around right away? I think Derek Rose has had a, a nice little tenure so far for them. He does a lot of great things as a veteran leader. He's really pushed the tempo. Um, but yeah, the Grizzlies, you know, the size for the Grizzlies is a concern with Adams out. Brandon Clark still has uh 
is well had the torn Achilles last year, so he's still rehabbing. Um, people think he'll be back this year, but that's not necessarily a guarantee. Uh, and that's just kind of where we are. The Grizzlies roster looked deep a couple years ago. Uh, last year it still looked pretty solid, and now it's really starting to look thin for the first time. And that is going to be my concern here with the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, they're missing. Jane. They're yep. missing their their two best rebounders. I know Triple J is still there, but Brandon Clark and Steven Adams are the two best rebounders on that team. They always have been. Um, the numbers show that. Uh, yes, Triple J is. I mean, an all star. He's very capable, but it, he does a lot more than just rebound. Um, you need other guys to kind of fill that void, and you just they don't have it yet, and they're missing their best player. So it's tough. Steven Adams, like low key, might be one of, He's, if not the greatest offensive rebound like ever. That's his role. He's he's dominant uh, on the boards, the offensive uh, end. He's been incredible. I'll give you this generation for sure. He's super underrated. Yeah. Um, and he's also like really like like really young. Like a lot of people, yeah. a lot of people think Stephen <laughs> Adams. Their thing. This guy's probably like thirty five, thirty six already. Thing is, Stephen Adams has just been a solid center on a lot of very competitive teams for such a long time. And I don't know that ne- people necessarily think that this fellow is only thirty years old. Uh, I mean, now he has hit thirty. It's obviously starting to turn. But I mean, thirty is still pretty young in this league. Last one, Jamie. Swisher Dish. The Indiana Pacers will finish uh, with a top five off. Sorry, the Indiana Pacers will finish with a top five offensive rating in the entire NBA. Currently, they are ranked one, and they have been super, super impressive on the offensive end. Yeah, they have. They've looked very good um, first couple games of the year. I'm going to dish it though. Um, it helps when you can put 143 on a Washington team that doesn't really want to play defense in general. Yes, they scored 125 against the Cavs um, Saturday, but um, the Cavs were also missing missing a lot of key guys. So uh, as good as they look right now, and as high as I am on the Pacers this year, I don't think they're going to end up being in that top five. But top 10, uh, most definitely, I can see that happening. Tyrese Halliburton. Is averaging 12 assists now, obviously only two games like we just you alluded to. Tyrese Halliburton has 12 assists per game and only two turnovers per game. I think that is super Mm -hmm. scary when we're talking about the uh, Indiana Pacers and just how good this team is. I think it fits really well, Jamie. I think uh, I'm not saying they're going to be one, two or three, but if it's four, five or six, I'm going to say I switch this. I expect this to be at least a top six. I do think they end up finishing in the top five. I think this offense just plays with a lot of great pace. I think the pieces fit really well. Um, Obi Toppin has started a little slow here. Um, but I do think that's going to change. I just like the depth of this team. Jalen Smith has yet had another nice start to the year. Bruce Brown shot the shit out of it in the first game, played very solid against the Cavs. Benedict Matherin is an ascending, not superstar, but I do think he's an ascending star. Like I think there's a chance that this guy plays in one, two, maybe three all-star games throughout his career. Um, and then the big piece for them right now has been Aaron Naismith. He's really taken that step. He's up to averaging 16 and a half points per game. He was a stud against the Cavs. I really like what he can do. He can shoot it. He's got, he's fairly athletic. Um, and I, I'm interested to see what this team can do. I think the pieces fit well. I think they're very well coached um, by North Country native uh, Rick Carlisle. Obviously, that's our guy. Um, he's, a, he's a hell of a coach. And I think with this offense being led by Tyrese Halliburton, 
Now the six, uh, six assist to turnover ratio, I don't think will stand for a, the whole year. I think that's kind of crazy talk, but listen, I do think that number for Tyrese Halliburton is going to be one of the best in the league at the end of the day. And what I've seen so far, I'm bought in. And I think this Indiana Pacers team might not be talking about the play-in, but they might just be making it as a top six seed uh, into the playoffs. I just think that's how good this offense has been. All right, Jamie, tomorrow is Halloween. And as this will be coming out, it will be coming out on <laughs> Halloween. So we must do this, our segment that we did last year about some early surprise teams in some sense. It's our trick or treat segment. We'll start here, Jamie, with the Orlando Magic, who are 2-0. and They beat the Rockets and they beat the Blazers. All right, is this a trick or is this a treat? Uh, I love this segment, by the way. Um, I'm going to go with, um, I'm going to go with treat. Um, yes. Um, they've played, um, two subpar teams to start, but I don't care who you are. If you're, if you're not allowing over 92 points in two games in the NBA against any team, um, that is phenomenal. And, um, I'm going to, I'm going to say this is a treat. I'm, I'm all on the magic's bandwagon until tonight when they have to play the Lakers. Uh, you guys know me. This is no surprise. This is a treat for here for me for the Orlando Magic. I um I like the Orlando Magic. I think Franz played really has been playing really well. I think Paulo's been playing well. I think they're both going to play better as the year goes on, and that's a scary thing. Uh, they are the second uh, best team when it comes to net rating. Um, which is obviously between, uh, goes off of the offensive and defensive, which is second best in the league. Uh, they have the second best defensive rating in the or the third best defensive rating in the league, ninth best offensive rating in the league. This team is for real. I think that it's going to be tough for them to get a six, top six spot, but I do think that they're at least a seven, eight, or nine spot here in the play. And I think this is a treat for sure. And I think they're only going to keep getting better. And I think that's what's exciting about the Orlando Magic. A team that we just talked about, Jamie, the Indiana Pacers. 2-0 and beating the Wizards and the Cavs. Trick or treat. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say treat as well. Um, again. Um, two games into the season um but as you as you've alluded to Tyrese Halliburton um just runs the show it goes through him and if you're gonna average 12 and um you know with 12 assists and one turnover per game I think any team in the league would take that and it just sets you up for success I just talked about my feelings on the Indian Pacers. I do think this is going to be a playoff team. This is a treat for sure. Um, I have watched both of their games. It's been a treat. Uh, yes, the the Wizards aren't good um, defensively, but what Rick Carlisle has done with this group of uh, guys is super impressive, especially when everyone thought this was going to be, oh, they're trading Buddy Heald. Oh, they're trading Miles Turner. And now they're all of a sudden turning this thing right back into an upswing with a bunch of talent on this roster. I think this is a treat for sure. Jamie, trick or treat the Detroit Pistons who are starting two and one after they beat the Bulls in which Zach Levine had 51 points, no assists. Uh, the Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> Gotta add that and in <laughs> They lost to the Miami Heat. Of course, we always have to mention the Zach Levine performance. Um, but we'll start here with the Pistons. Trick or treat, Jim. Um, yeah, I've been I've been higher than most on this Pistons team. Um, Cade Cunningham is phenomenal. He's gonna be an All Star this year. Um, 
I was high on Jaden Ivey last year. Um, he hasn't necessarily done that much to, um, you know, open any eyes, but now the uh, sudden assurgence of Alec Burks and, um, a, a couple others, um, I'm, I'm, I'm on this team and I, being in the East, it helps that the East is just not, you know, as much of a juggernaut as the West. So, uh, I'm going to, th- I'm going to say treat as well. I'm just treating all these teams today. I respect it. Jamie's in a good mood today. Jamie, my guy's had a happy Monday. <laughs> I'm going to trick the, this is a trick to me. I think the Pistons are fun. I, I think they're taking the right step. Jalen Duran uh, has been a guy who's clearly popped off the screen. In my opinion, when I've watched them, he's obviously taken a step in a great direction. Um, Averaging 18 points per game with 15 rebounds per game. Obviously, just stunning numbers. Just under three blocks a game. That kind of goes underrated as well. Uh, again, he's been phenomenal. There's no doubt. And then, obviously, led by their star, Cade Cunningham. 22.3 points per game. Eight assists. Uh, the turnovers now. I mean, the turnovers are almost at five a game. Obviously, something that's a little bit of a concern. Something to keep an eye out for. Um, but I think the game will only keep slowing down for Cade. He's missed a lot of time due to injury early in his career. I like the direction of where this is going. But outside of those two guys, uh, it's been just, uh, I don't know. Alec Burks has been solid. Isaiah Stewart's been okay. Um, but it's just, to me, I'm worried about the construction of this roster. But I will say, for the first time in a long time, I feel like there might be an identity here, a way that the Pistons can win more consistently uh, on the defensive end. I think that's been the better of the two sides for them so far. I'm interested to see what they are. Just right now, I still think it's a trick. I, I just can't really buy into this Detroit team. Jamie, and a, a, oh, go a ahead. Quick Jalen Duran stat. Um, he is third most all time in double doubles before the age of 20. Dude's not even 20 years old. So um, keep an eye on that fella. He's going to be good for a long time. Yeah, he's been he's been in stud so far this year, and I don't know if a lot of people have been paying attention uh, to the Pistons, but hey, they keep winning games. People will continue to tune in. Um, Jamie, the Pelicans sit at two and zero after beating the Grizzlies and the New York Knicks. Trick or treat on the New Orleans Pelicans. Trick, ain't tricking if you got it. Um, but they they got it when they're healthy. Uh, I just don't think it's sustainable. Um, it's same thing year after year to me. They're awesome when everybody's there and playing well. But uh, all it takes is one injury, and um, and it's more more likely to happen than not. Um, I'm I'm gonna say trick on this Pelicans team. Yeah, I I have to go trick as well. It's it's a trick until I see Zion Williamson play 65, 70 games. I don't know if he'll necessarily play 70. I need to see him play 60. Um, you can't buy into this team anymore. I just can't put no more stock. I put a lot of stock into <laughs> it last year. I still have stock in this team. I just need Zion to play. We know how good Zion is. We know how good the Pelicans are when they have Zion Williamson. Um, but at the end of the day, I can't sit here and say it's going to be a treat. And then two weeks from now, Zion goes down. And the next thing you know, he's out for the year. And this thing just tanks again. Because one Zion, one more Zion injury. And I think there's going to be a ton of questions of what's going to happen there in New Orleans. Um, which is crazy because they've been crazy dominant with Zion. Jamie, the Dallas Mavericks, 2-0. and Not necessarily a surprise, but they beat the Spurs. They beat the Nets. Trick or treat on the Dallas Mavericks. I'm going to say trick on this team as well. Uh, it's one of watching that Spurs game um, to start the year is one of the worst defenses I've ever seen from a basketball team. 
in the NBA. Um, the Spurs at will were just getting to the basket for layups and I mean dump offs. It was it was terrible. Um, like I said before, um, they're not going to win from their defense. They're going to win with Luca uh, averaging about you know thirty five, thirty six. Um, 12 and, and 8 or something like that, and that still might not be good enough. Uh, did you trick this or treat that? Sorry. Trick. Trick. Oh, very interesting. Uh, I'm with you, Jamie. I honestly thought this was a treat for you, but I'm with you. Mm-hmm. I, can, I think it's a trick. I think the level of competition, the Spurs and the Nets, I do think the Nets are solid, but it took it took some very, very crazy plays out of Luka to win that game. Um, the Spurs game again, it kind of felt like eh, there was there was there's times where you thought they were going to be able to run away with it, but they never were able to. Um, and the Spurs kind of battled. It took again a Luka takeover down the stretch as well as Kyrie had some moments. Um, I just don't know what this team is outside of their big two guys. They are starting Derek Lively now. He's kind of. Um, a big player for them. And now that now we got to trust a rookie in big minutes. Um, I'm just not fully sure if I can buy into the Dallas Mavericks. And I don't know that I'm going to be able to buy into Jason Kidd. It's still Jason Kidd, right? Um, and Kyrie and the whole thing, yep. they just haven't fit well. It's just, I don't know. And I want to see more before I fully buy into this team. But I'll tell you what, after watching this team, I would get, I watch this team play both these games. Um, I watched the Victor Wembayama debut. I watched uh, the the Nets game at the end there. Well, the last, the second half, I should say. And uh, I, I want to say I want to buy into it, but I want to see them start to play some bigger competition here as we move forward into the year before we can kind of get into all of that. Derek um, Lively definitely helps um, defensively his emergence, but like you said, he's a rookie. Um, to me, it's it solely lies on their defense. They are a terrible defensive team. And like I said before, if it, if they don't average, you know, 130 a game, they're not they're not going to get enough wins. And that pains me to say because I took the over on them this year. Yeah, I think you're right. And listen, the Derek Lively stuff now, absolutely impressive what he has been able to do. I'm excited to see what he's going to be able to grow into. Um, Luca is already raving about the young fella being able to catch lobs, be able to defend. And listen, Derek Lively, I think his rookie – uh, debut might have been more impressive than Victor. I think that's kind of crazy to think about, but Victor Wembayama was in foul trouble. Derek Lively had 16 points in his debut, and that was more points than he'd ever scored uh, at Duke in a single game. So just a very interesting development uh, to see what the what the Dallas Mavericks have found here in Derek Lively. Is this going to be kind of a flash of the pan situation, or is Derek Lively actually going to be a legitimate center who can really take this uh, Dallas Mavericks team here to the next level? It's good. Uh, just going to be interesting to see any final points here on trick or treat. Any other teams that I could have missed or you want to talk about? Um, no, not necessarily. I mean, we could trick or treat the thunder, but I know exactly where you're going with that. So I'm <laughs> that's a treat. Yesterday was brutal. Yesterday against the, De- um, the Denver Nuggets was absolutely brutal. I think they lost by 35 or something. Uh, but that team, man, that that's a, that's a, that's a basketball team. I'm gonna tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah, you ain't lying. All right, Jamie, let's move into the new in-season tournament. The NBA starts a new era. Um, it's the in-season tournament. It starts Friday. Uh, games are going to be played on this Friday, 
and then next Friday, and then every week after that, it'll be Tuesday and Friday until we get into our uh, playoff. I'm excited, Jamie. I can't lie to you. I'm excited. I'm going to run off the slate of games, and we're going to kind of just see what games we like and what games we don't. On Friday, we have the Cavs versus the Pacers, and kind of a rematch to what we saw from the week uh, before. We have the Wizards versus the Heat. We have the Knicks and the Bucks. That could be super fun. Uh, the Nets and the Bulls. The Warriors and the Thunder. The Mavericks and the Nuggets. The Grizzlies and the Blazers. Jamie, which one of these games sticks out to you? Which one are you looking forward to the most? Um, well, there's two that jump off the page. Um, Thunder Warriors, obviously. Uh, the West um, kind of um, duel there. But I'm... Um, Another West, another two West teams that are going at it: Mavericks and Nuggets. Man, I'm Luca going against Jokic, um, two of the best in the world, um, not just the United States, the world. Um, and I'm I'm super anxious to see, you know, how how Luca can try to slay this this dragon of the Nuggets that um, is just an absolute powerhouse right now. That look even better than they did last year, to be honest. Yeah, I the that game is obviously super exciting. That's an ESPN game, nationally televised game. We're going to get to see the, the new court look. Uh, the Nuggets, it's like a blue and a yellow. So I, I just, I don't know where the hell that's going to look like. Um, but it's going to be fun. I think that's a very fun game. The other ESPN game, the Knicks and the Bucks. I think that's, I think that's exciting. I want to see how the Knicks and the Bucks are going to handle this situation. You know, I think these are two teams that are going to be competitive in this tournament. The Knicks have kind of had a slower start, but it will be interesting to see after the Knicks losing in the second round. Um, if they can kind of start to find a little bit of playoff, postseason, in-season tournament, whatever you want to call it, a competitive environment where they're playing a better team, are they going to be able to compete with these big teams? Or is this kind of a team that's not necessarily ready to take that step? I think we start to figure out some of those questions. Um, and obviously the Cavs and the Pacers, two young teams um, who've already met uh, in a playoffs kind of scenario in Indiana I think that's going to be a super fun game I, I think the Indiana Pacers create a lot of problems for the Cavs um, but I can't wait to see what happens with this in-season tournament Jamie do you think all at the end of the day this in-season tournament becomes a success and becomes a staple of the NBA moving forward uh tough question but you know I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go with it. Um, glass half full kind of guy. Um, I'm I'm excited to see what this new this in season tournament, um, the excitement that it brings, and just like you said with the courts and you know the the money that is um, rewarded to the winners, and you know just a different feel. Um, you know in the NBA season, um, I'm all for it, man. I I hope and I think it's gonna be a success. Um. But also, I wouldn't be surprised if the if the players hated it just because. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Um, another game we didn't necessarily talk about. The Warriors and the Thunder is a super, super fun game. Yeah. Who do you think wins that game? Do you think the Warriors' experience just ultimately helps them? Are the Warriors um, inspired to play in a game like this? Or do you think the Thunder's energy and their youth are like, hey, like this is our chance to go at a team like the Golden State Warriors and prove that we are a real, real, con not necessarily contender, but we're this young up-and-coming team in which we're going to create a lot of problems, and it starts right now with the Warriors in the in-season tournament. It's kind of like a two opposites, you know what I mean? The Warriors, they're the 
they're the dynasty that has been, you know, successful for multiple, yeah, established. And then um, it kind of bring it kind of gives me like the thun- the Grizzlies of the last couple of years. You know how they were trying to knock off that the juggernaut of the Warriors and talking all that trash. Not that the Thunder are doing that, but just kind of this a similar scenario. Um, ultimately, I I think the Warriors with uh, Draymond's back now and um, you know you got Chris Paul now that came off the bench for the first time in his career um, and they came away with the W Steph is on one right now <laughs> as he usually is but that dude might be better right now than he ever has been um, I'm gonna go with the Warriors I think that championship mentality comes through here but I don't think it's gonna be a uh, blowout by any means I think it's gonna come down to uh, a couple of big plays at the end. Yeah, I can't wait to see that game. I think that's I think it's a super fun matchup. Again, I just think uh like you said, we kind of saw um we kind of saw with uh the Warriors and just the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies kind of trying to take over that throne and but I think that's a great comparison here with the Thunder. Um SGA is ready to make that move and make that step. It's going to be an exciting matchup. Uh, we'll see how she goes. Um, I think I would lean. I think I would lean the Thunder. I think they're just going to be more in on winning this. But the way Steph is playing, the way Steph kind of mocked your boy, your your boy Dylan mm. Brooks last night. Oof, mm. that, that was, was disgusting. It was mean. <laughs> he had that boy turned around three times, and then and then what did he do with the the like? Oh. Did his put his hand on the face like act like he's like shocked? It was. Yeah. Uh, my boy oh, took an L man. last night. Dylan Brooks. Uh, when you run your mouth, though, and you want a big game hunt, and I think that's just how she goes when you get got. So. Talk, talk shit, get hit. Pretty much, Jamie. Um, any final points that we missed on the week? Uh, Levine, again, 51-0 assist. That didn't really get talked about, but, man, the, oh, we can talk about the Bulls real quick, Jamie. What a mess mm. already. I, I'm sorry, Mike. I, <laughs> I'm sorry we got to do this to your boys. Um, but a players-only meeting after the first game, Levine has 51 and a 15-point loss to the Detroit Pistons. Yikes. Yuck. Yeah. I don't think James Harden's the answer, but I don't know. I mean, it, it's just tough. because We could talk about it over and over again with this Lonzo Ball situation. Um they just they need him back, and I don't know if he'll ever be back. Uh, maybe Harden can, I don't know, bring a little different element to him, but they they're stuck. And um, although they did win a game, that it's not like they're uh, uh, it's not like they're a one three. Um, you know, they are one and two, but it just doesn't look the future doesn't look bright. The present doesn't look bright. Um, you know, it's kind of the same old thing the last few years with them right now. It's time for them to blow it up. I think so, man. DeRozan just doesn't look like the same either. He's getting old. Um, it seems like they're not trying to use Vooch um, as well as they should. Um, I don't know. It's tough right now. It's definitely tough. I think Levine, we talked about Levine's, uh, was it 50, 51? 51, yep. I think the rest of the team had 53 <laughs> or something like that. So, I mean, that right there in a nutshell is is what it is. If not it's, for Caruso, they'd be 0-3 right now. <laughs> it's looking nasty for the boys, Mike. I'm sorry to say, but uh, we'll see. I, I thought they'd be able to kind of retool this thing, turn it around. Uh, but that is not in the cards from what it appears uh, early on here. We will see what happens. Um, but again, it does not look good early 
for the Chicago Bulls. Um, any other team, any other player, any other performance that we we missed? Donovan Mitchell hit a game winner against the Nets. That was sick. Uh, but other yeah, than that, I don't sick. think there wasn't really too too crazy. I mean, we could we could we could kind of talk about how terrible the T Wolves look, but is it even worth it? No. Porzingis, Porzingis <laughs> has looked phenomenal in Boston. Yeah, first um, game especially came out hot. He's Boston, a perfect fit. Perfect. Boston fit. in general, we haven't really talked about the Celtics. Um, they look very good. Um, even when they don't play well, they come out with victories, and that's that's championship mentality right there. They have a lot of weapons, and they are deep as hell. Yeah, that that top six, that top six for them is crazy. Derek White has had again; he's kind of picking up right where he left off. I think that's a scary thing. I I think we thought he would be good again this year, but to be playing at the level that he was at the end of last year, uh, truly crazy. Because that boy was playing some real, some very real basketball, and if that continues, uh, that's going to take them a very long ways yeah, yeah. on the playmaking side of things, and especially on the defensive side of you things. You can't you can't take him off the floor. <laughs> you just can't. <laughs> no, just too good defensively. Yeah. Uh, he's been knocking shots down. Poof. It's been everything. It's just been a little bit of everything so far. Good luck to teams trying to score on that defense night in and night out with, you know, Derek White, Drew Holiday, Tatum, and then Porzingis down there, who's an underrated shot blocker as well. And Al Horford just continues to <laughs> just defy age. He's like, He's like a fine wine dude. Just he, it seems like he gets better almost every year. He just does every little thing to to secure victories. Super underrated as always. Al Horford. Al Horford, man, just uh, just <laughs> forty years old and just getting it done. Um, he's he fits in a lot of different schemes and he's just uh, he's really a true Celtic, which I hate saying, but he does fit kind of into that little mold. Yeah, I just threw um, up in my mouth, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, it's just how it, when guys become <laughs> yeah. Celtics, they just become like true Celtics. I mean, Drew Holiday is really starting to feel like a true Celtic, and it's just like, ugh, like, I just, I don't yeah. like that. It's gross. I like Drew, I like Drew Holiday in, Memphis, or, uh, in Philly, I like him in New Orleans, I like him, but man, Boston, it's just like, ugh, I just, I'm not a fan. I, I like them more than in Portland for two days than I did in Boston, so. Um. Any final points, Jamie, or, or, or do you want to get into what we are looking forward to next week? Uh, no, I'm good with that. Okay. What are you looking for next week? Who, who are we watching? I mean, it starts with tonight to me. The Lakers playing the Magic. Um, you know, the first, first game the Lakers have against a team that isn't a playoff team from last year. Uh, first Eastern Conference team they're playing. I'm um, really hoping they can come out and um, start putting stuff together piece by piece because, like I have alluded to, um, they without LeBron and AD on the floor, they're just they're vanilla. They're they just don't look good at all in every aspect. And I'm really hoping that they can uh, start pulling some wins together here and there. Um, but um, also uh, Wednesday. Kings Warriors again. Um, that's always a fun matchup. No De'Aaron Fox, but uh, that Kings team is feisty, man. They score a lot of points, as do the Warriors. Um, looking forward to that as well. Yeah, the team I will be watching for next week is the Miami Heat. Uh, just a very interesting landscape of games for them. Uh, Milwaukee tonight. I think that's obviously a matchup that we are excited to see. Damian Lillard was supposed to go to Miami, uh, ends up going to the Bucks. 
has a crazy debut where he scores 39 points. Um, something we didn't necessarily talk about, but absolutely deserves to be talked about. Uh, but then the second game has a clunker where he only has six points. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that matchup looks with Damian on the other side of things where he should have been in Miami. Uh, the Toronto Raptors have been an interesting team. If you like to watch defense offensively, there's not necessarily a lot going on there. Um, but defensively, obviously, they've just been who they are. It continues. Uh, Dennis Schroeder has actually been kind of good for them so far, and they're just been a little interesting watch and then followed up with the Washington Wizards. After a one and two week this week for the Miami Heat, um, I think it's uh, a big week for them to kind of get back here where they should win at least two of these games. Um, I, Brooklyn, I think, has played actually pretty well. They are 0-2, but not necessarily to all their fault. Um, they lost to the Cavs on a Donovan Mitchell game-winning three, and they lost to Luka hitting some crazy-ass circus shot in which, hey, that's just the way the game goes sometimes. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what Brooklyn can do here against Miami. But Miami will be the team that I'm watching um, as we start a new era of basketball, Jamie, the in-season tournament is this Friday. Uh, first full slate of games. I can't wait. And we're going to see what it looks like going on from here as we will be able to talk a lot more about it after seeing one night of how it looks and uh, seeing what kind of excitement that it can bring to the NBA. Jamie, get us started as we get on out. Yes, sir. Uh, Mike, he is, uh, he's on the injury report as well. I uh, hope you feel better, buddy. Um, again, appreciate all the, uh, all the lessons every week. Um, this is fun, man. Um, going into year two, I'm really excited to, to see what this year, uh, has to offer for us and what we have to offer for, uh, for you guys. So, um, until next time, peace out. Yes, Jamie, you left. You forgot a key member off your injury report, off the Dr. J injury report. Mike, we hope you feel better. Jamie, appreciate you this evening, our listeners, our supporters. As always, it's you guys are awesome. You guys are the best. Uh, we are continue, continuing ways to improve this um, as we work on getting better. You guys, you guys continue to show your support. I said it and I'll say it again. We enter a new era of the NBA. The in-season tournament Friday night will be a lot of fun. With that, we still have a bunch of exciting games. The NBA has done a really nice job of getting teams that have played in the playoffs playing against each other early in games. Uh, I think it's developed some nice tension. Uh, and I can't wait to see how this NBA season goes after the first week. Um, it's, it's scattered. Everything is scattered. We're still trying to put the pieces to the puzzle, what things look like on a uh, full picture as we continue to move forward here. Um, but we are in week into the season. We haven't saw James Harden in Philly. Also hasn't necessarily been talked about. But I cannot wait to see what this new in-season tournament brings. And we will be able to talk about it next week. Our excitement, see what happens, see what our initial thoughts are, and see what this thing really looks like moving forward. Until then, peace out. listening to the nothing but net nba podcast be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts nothing but net